Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer. Joined as always by show co-host Sheldon Williams, the landlord. Sheldon, how are you this fine Friday? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. You know, um, the last couple of days has been uh, a little better weather-wise, you know, and then it went back down to the 40s. So I'm not a yes. big fan of the, of the cold. So when I get teased with like 70 degree weather and everything during you no know, January, I'm like, okay, you know, it's pretty good, pretty good. Then the next day is 40 degrees. I'm like, oh, yes, it, it didn't last long. It's not quite <laughs> spring yet, but yeah, right. That's right. life in the Carolinas and in, in Atlanta too. And it's <laughs> kind of the same weather we have. So uh, the Blue Devils will be coming to Atlanta. Um, yeah, yeah, it should be flying on, in today. Yeah, that's right. On Saturday yeah. or Friday for the Saturday game, uh, yeah. three o'clock game at uh, McCamish Pavilion down there. Um, they need to get a win. I mean, uh, after losing yes. uh, Monday night, uh, you know, they showed a lot of fight in that game. I think uh, we have a lot to break down from from that Virginia Tech loss, 78 to 75. Um, you know, Derek Whitehead's injury situation, Kyle Filipowski, uh, what happened to him at the end of the game. Uh, we're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, before we get any, go any further, I want to remind everybody that uh, – Believe in Duke podcast is sponsored by Bet Online. They've been a sponsor for a long time. We appreciate their support. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. We're down to the uh, 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 final four in football right now in the NFL championship weekend here. So, uh, good chance to get some uh, get in the action there. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Yeah, we're going to start talking about uh, uh, breaking down that 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 game with um, Virginia Tech. First of all, you know, the latest news from from Duke about Derek Whitehead is, you know, what looked like a, a catastrophic injury when it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheldon, mm-hmm. you've been through a, a ruptured Achilles before. Right. Um, it it looked bad. Uh, we was helped off the court, couldn't put way on the leg. Come to find out, it's uh, the MRI showed no structural damage. Uh, it's a strain of some sort, either the muscle or the tendon. Um, He's not practicing. He's not going to play Saturday against Georgia Tech. I would be surprised personally if he plays Tuesday against Wake, uh, or maybe even the following Saturday against Carolina. But but uh, Duke's only said he's going to be out for this one game, and then we'll kind of see. But um, obviously, that's that's good news overall. I mean, it looked like he might be done for the year, or maybe even worse as far as Achilles. But uh, uh, what were your thoughts when you know when you saw him go down and and having been through that injury yourself? Yeah, when I first saw it, and I was like, well best case in scenario to me was maybe he reactivated something in that foot that he had hurt, you know, the first day of practice, you know, at the beginning of the season, that was the first thing that came to my mind. But then when he kind of like started hopping off and then got kind of helped and carried off the court and he came back onto the court where 
he had the ice wrap around his leg. It reminded me of my injury um, that happened to me when I first started coaching him four years ago, where I haven't, I, I didn't have any real injuries, you know, all my, you know, playing career, my playing career, even up from back in the day. And then all of a sudden that happens where I popped my, uh, my Achilles and I'm like, just don't let this be the same thing. Cause the ice wrap that was around his leg reminded me of how it was when I had mine. And for a young kid, that's not an easy thing to get over because the mental block with having that injury is, is huge. And the fact that when it happened to me, you know, I was already done playing. So it didn't have to, I didn't have to rush back to try to get back to playing and everything. I just hoping that he didn't have this, whatever. And good thing that he didn't. Um, hopefully that they are taking care of. I'm, I'm, not, I'm sure they are taking care of it and making sure that he come back slowly because longevity, his career wise versus, you know, the here and now, you know, of course we like to have him because I mean, he had 10 points, uh, you know, coming into uh, the first half and then yes. happened, like, I want to say we were, it was a midway through the first half or whatever it was. And then that happened. I mean, he was having a good game so far, kind of like a bounce back game, a bounce back game. Right. And then that happened. So it took a little bit of blow for our team as well. Cause you know, another score he, he was shooting the ball. Well, I was. Think he had either one or two threes at, as well too. So yes. I'm like this guy, you know, he's ready, you know, and then that happens. He's looking like a, like a lottery pick. He's looking like a first round pick with the right. way he was shooting the ways. Um, right. And even uh, uh, John Coach Shire said uh, uh, he's starting to play with some swagger. Right. He's finally right. feeling that kind of confidence. Um, and he got hurt. It was 17 minutes to go in the game. It was right early in the second half there, but he had 10 points at that point. So it sure looked like he was at, heading for a you know, 15, 18, maybe 20-point game. Um, and obviously Duke needs that offensive punch. You know, that game, um, they shot better <clears throat> than they had it for a month. Uh, they shot 48% as a team. Uh, which is which is what you've been wanting to have happen. Right. And this happened to be the time the defense kind of let them down. Um, I mean, Virginia Tech just shot the lights out. I mean, they are hitting threes. They were guarded sometimes. You know what I mean? Now, Shire didn't yeah. like how they got the pain a little bit, which I'm sure bothered you. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I mean, uh, coming into the game, you know, they had like you know, the blackout. You know, so I'm like, you know, what, you know, whatever. You know, everybody yeah. needs something to kind of get themselves going. I mean, the fact that they hadn't won in five weeks. You know, they trying to do things to kind of get the crowd into it and things like that. And it worked because they were scoring the ball. I mean, we came out and I said last episode um, that we have to come out hard and punch them first and then make them quit. So when we did that, I'm like, all right, well, we can jump out to 7-0. Yeah, they're doing it. They're doing it. And all of a sudden, that defensive part that was supposed to be our niche wasn't turning on. Like, you know, we had the office. We finally had the office end going. But then the defense end was taking a step back. So it's kind of like, you no, know, can we put a game together that has both going on at the same time? And granted, they shot the ball really well. Um, they caught fire as a, as a team. You know, um, they were just playing well. And then I'm like, all right, well, cool. First half, you know, at some point, they're going to become themselves again. And then I'm waiting for that, that to happen. And they yeah. kept, kept shooting, kept scoring. I'm like, okay. Some somehow it's going to you know come back in our favor. Yeah. And it, it never really, never really did. You think it'd be like a regression to the mean? And they're not. You can't make seventy percent of your three pointers for a whole game, right? <laughs> right, 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 um, right. But you know, Whitehead kept him in the game late in the first half. Uh, he, but those three pointers, they made, right. made they made a good run at the end of the half to get it back to ten points uh, or seven points. It was seven points. Got about something manageable, and then Duke came out and actually took the lead early in the second half. So 
to me, you know, there, I mean, moral victories, blah, 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 all that. Just compare that game to the NC State game, right? NC right. State shot like that. And Duke never, I mean, ended up losing by 24. Like it wasn't even, never showed any fight in that game. Opposite happened against Virginia Tech. Duke really, I mean, came back, took a five point lead in the second half, um, was in position to win, uh, needed to make a couple plays down the stretch. You know, as it turned out, MJ Collins hit that shot uh, to give him the lead with 13 seconds to go. And then he turns around to celebrate and he hits Kyle Filipowski in the throat, caused him, he had, to, he had to throw up on the bench because. He got hit in the Adam's apple. Um, he goes back in the game and everything, but uh, boy, that was a weird looking play. I mean, and, and the fact that they didn't call a flagrant foul was very surprising to me. Obviously, he did not intend to punch Kyle in the throat. He was celebrating his winning basket. I get mm -hmm. that. But there's a lot of plays that happen where you don't intend to do something, but you still foul somebody. Right. Right. I mean, every foul, I mean, every foul you commit and everything, you know, well, majority of the fouls you commit, you're not intentionally trying to foul that person, but yet it is a foul. And the fact that, you know, he was caught up in celebration and, you know, he was feeling good with his team. You know, I don't think it was malicious at all. It's no. just that, you know, wrong place, wrong time for Kyle uh, to be in. And the fact that he turned around and pretty much punched, punched him in the chin and throat area, and it was like a nice little hit. I mean, yeah. you saw the slow-mo and then like the jaw going back and the, the throat, you know, actually the indention of the throat going inside like that. Like it, it was a legit punch. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, they went back and looked at it and nothing came of it. I mean, I, honestly, I thought he was going to have, you know, a couple of free throws. I didn't think the guy was going to, you know, get thrown out. But right. like, at least a couple of free throws and then uh, we had the ball back, you know. And if that happened, you know, maybe things would change in our favor as well, you know, the way they were playing. But Absolutely. That, you know, it didn't happen. They didn't even get a, a second look at it. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way. You know, I, obviously, like I said, it, it's, it wasn't a part. It wasn't intentional that, for him to hit him, but it, it did happen. Yeah. I mean, that's the point. It, it, it kinda, I've talked to people this week kind of relating it to hockey with high sticking. Um, if, uh, if you, if your stick gets up high and hits somebody, it's a penalty. It doesn't matter if it's intentional or not. Right. Your right. job is to control the stick. You're supposed to control your fists. I would think in a basketball game, right? Right. right, right. Um, if you're under the basket and you've been there throwing elbows, whatever, elbows, if you catch yep. somebody in the face, it's going to be a foul probably. Right. I mean, right, right. they're going to look at it and especially now with the replay, which wasn't, you know, when you were playing, they didn't do that kind of stuff, but now right, they do. Right. Um, I don't know. And, uh, Shire, you know, I asked him about it, uh, Thursday's press conference. Uh, he said he did, you know, seek some clarification from the league about why, you know, why, what's the rule? Like, what was it, you know? And there, you know, apparently the answer was it was not intentional, but still, I think there's a lot of, you know, flip it around the other way. Uh, what would people think if, if a Duke player did that? Right. Right. So, so the league is telling the Duke players to, when they get an and one, just start, Throwing punches and if it hits yeah. somebody, you know, who wrote a referee or the players, if it hits somebody, oh, it's, it's unintentional. I was no, just celebrating. <laughs> right, right, right. Suck it up and keep going. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wanted to ask you this too. That's the first time where I wondered, like, if Coach K was still on the bench, what his reaction would have been. And I, I and that, John's being his own person, and I, 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 I get that. I respect him for it. He's got to be him. He doesn't go volcanic. Right. That didn't seem to be his nature. And that's OK. That's him. Coach K, I think, would have been, oh, boy, uh, 
Yeah, I can keep it livid. I mean, uh, I think John is still earning his stripes, so to speak, you know, yeah. as a coach and things like that. So I don't know if he can go off the handle on certain things as of yet. But the fact that, you know, with Coach K, we've seen, you know, the longevity of his career and especially towards the end of his career, like, you know, some things have been, you know, perceived a little bit differently, you know, with Coach K than it would be with, uh, with you know, John Shire. But the yeah. fact that, you know, if that would happen, you know, of course, you know, things would have been off the handle. Uh, you're going to respect, you know, he's going to respect me enough to let me yell at you and get my point across. And then I was like, oh, let me uh, let me go back and look at this, you know, that type thing, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's, it's all about, you know, kind of, you know, getting his stripes. And, you know, once John gets that in there, I'm sure we're going to see some times where that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Uh, so. Yeah, we'll see how that goes moving forward. We'll see, you know, it's funny. There were three plays in three games uh, to Craven Smith from state got, you know, uh, leaky black hit him in the state Carolina game. Leaky black got ejected. Um, and then the next night, RJ Davis from Carolina got hit in the face during the Syracuse, at the end of the Syracuse game. We had like all three teams in the triangle had guys get like hammered, you know, and there's like three different outcomes. It's just a weird, <laughs> weird week for officiating in the, in the league. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So, um, Kyle Filipowski's okay. Um, and, and let's talk about him 29 points and 10 rebounds mm-hmm. in the, in the Georgia tech game. Uh, right. and after he got hit, you know, they called timeout and he went on the bench, threw up into a towel kind of thing. Like he had clear his throat right. basically. Right. Um, he wanted to go back out in the court and they ran the last play through him. He got the ball. They, he wasn't open. He was out by the three point line. He saw Proctor open right to him, wide open three. He didn't hit it. 30 seconds earlier, he hit one to tie the game, remember? So um, he shot it with confidence. Now, obviously, they wanted Filipowski to take that shot, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't possible the way the defense played. So um, I thought they executed that last play at the the end of the game well, uh, and Filipowski showed toughness to be back on the court. Uh, He definitely did. I mean, uh, especially, you know, with a team that's not playing – with full strength. Uh, again, you know, we come in the game where I finally felt like, you know, our team was fully healthy. And then we got situations like, you know, with Whitehead and, then, you know, the punch with uh, with Flip. But, you know, towards the end of the game, you know, uh, we were searching out uh, Flip because, you know, he had it going for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were doing a good job of, you know, always putting two guys on him or making sure that he saw bodies every time he touched the ball or even just moving around the court. So it made it a little bit difficult for us. But, you know, he made the right play, uh, made it out to, uh, you know, the ball found uh, Proctor and everything. But it just, you know, didn't go – the bounce didn't go our way. And then, you know – What's his name? Uh, Mutz. You know, he didn't hit a free throw all game. I think he was like, oh, yeah. yeah, he was like, oh, for seven. It's Mike. Yeah. And then finally he went, I was like, come on, like, you know, be yourself. Like at some point, like Virginia Tech, be yourself. Like, <laughs> come on, give us a break. Give us a break. And that, that, that was the thing that kind of bothered me a little bit because, like I said, I knew they haven't won in five weeks. I knew they was going to have this day circled and everybody's going to be all hyped because of the blackout and things like that, whatever. And I, I was waiting for them to beat themselves, and they they never did. And then watch right the next game, they go beat themselves, and it won't be anywhere near that. And that's the thing that kind of makes me mad. <laughs> they have two ACC wins, Carolina <laughs> and Duke. Oh, like yeah. what is up with that? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only two teams they've beaten, they were both at home. Yeah, <laughs> and the fans, you know, got riled up for you know whenever those two teams come to town, the ACC play. Right, right. Everybody's fired up for that game. It's you know, it's t-shirt night or it's blackout, whatever, you know, that's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the way it goes. And that'll yeah. be the case. I'm sure in Atlanta, 
tomorrow. Uh, George yeah. Tech again is at the bottom of the standings, just like Virginia Tech is. Um, it's a game Duke has to win, even without Whitehead. I don't right. think there's any question right. about it, right? This right. is the game right. have to come out and play well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, they got to put that in their, in their rear view because the game right now is uh, what three? Now you got three games in seven days. You know, with yeah. uh, Georgia Tech and then uh, uh, Wake and then Carolina, which yes. is always going to be a big emotional game anyway. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they got to stop and forget about what happened in the past and just kind of take games one at a time. And once we start seeing that, you know, we try to get back on track. But the fact that we got to we got to have both our offense and our defense be on the same page you know i think that's something that we haven't had um much this year where we have a good defense but no offense you know that type more so than the other way around would be offense and no defense so i'm hoping that you know tomorrow's game will be a game where we get back on track and we have both you know our offense and our defense clicking at the same time i would expect the defense particularly to play really well tomorrow to, 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 to play a good defensive game because it's been so good throughout the year and I, I can't imagine there'll be two bad defensive performances in a row like that. And, and again, Virginia tech made some tough shots, um, but you know, you got to keep them out of the lane. So I think that that'll be the focus tomorrow. And I, and I can't imagine uh bad defensive performance. Now the question is, can they shoot better? Can they shoot as well? Uh, get the ball inside, get the ball to flip and, you know, higher percentage shots. That will be the key going forward. Obviously they won't have Whitehead who, who may, was showing some, uh, some shooting potential on the outside. One thing interesting, Shire said, you know, Jaden shoot needs to be ready. His number might get called uh, tomorrow. And then going forward here without Whitehead, he said, he said he's been playing well in practice. Um, I hope that means playing well defensively and offensively shooting the ball. That's his strength, but he's got to defend too. And uh, so that could be, you know, I think we, you and I talked about it earlier. He came in and played against Maryland Eastern shore and made three, Three threes, right? Right, right. And we thought, okay, right. maybe his time will come again. Yeah, start getting more minutes and everything. And, you know, obviously that didn't happen. But if that's the case, and I think tomorrow's game will be a perfect game for him to kind of get some nerves out, you know, while he's playing against a, a team like Georgia Tech versus, you know, his first game being against Carolina, where yeah. all the emotions and nerves and things like that, yeah. you know, be right there. So I'm hoping that that's the case. Uh, uh, I've been hearing a lot of good things about this kid and everything. So, you know, if he is our one true shooter, uh, whether he's not playing uh, defense as well as the other guys on the team as the right, you know, at this point of his journey. Yeah, exactly right. That's what uh, that's what Jaden needs to do to try to get going here. And and, and um, he could be another weapon, another weapon that Duke. You know, we talked all year about how they've. Um, it's a very deep team. It's a very versatile team, uh, and different guys can step up at different times. This also might be a chance for Jake Jacob Grandison to maybe you know do a few more things, you know while Whitehead's out, uh, try to produce a little more, hit some threes, play some defense. Um, you know Derek Lively. One other thing, Derek Lively had a really strong game um, defensively against. He played well defensively against Virginia Tech too, and uh, started getting a little bit more going offensively. You know Shire mentioned something in his presser on on Thursday that. Derek's never going to be a guy where you throw the ball in the post and let him go to work. Like that's not going to be him. So I guess everybody needs to kind of adjust their expectations on offense. He's going to, he's going to need to get rebounds, you know, putbacks, lobs. Those are the kind of plays he's going to be effective in. He's going to be better impact defensively. And we've seen that. And I think some of us, and I, I was, I think maybe you were too expected. Okay. When's the offense going to catch up with the defense? 
And I think this is like, this is his ceiling at this level. This is where he's going to be. Um, so that's the way it's going going forward. I, I'm curious about his NBA future, if that's the case. Um, <laughs> first round pick, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't get a, a chance to see this kid play in high school, so I didn't really know the game. I just saw that the clips were, you know, um, number one player in the nation, you know, things like that. So obviously I'm thinking like, you know, the guys dominate on both sides of the ball, you know, not just, you know, just on one side, especially, you know, uh, with that kid, um, I can't think of his name, but he's in the, the G League right now. He was like the number two player. So I'm like, well, if he's in, I saw clips on him. I mean, well, if he's a number two player, then Lively's over here. <laughs> he's yeah. going to be, a, you know, a monster. A monster, you know, that's, yeah. That, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So, you know, uh, but to put it in perspective, like, you no, know, John said and everything, he's not that guy. So I'm not sure um, exactly what he was doing in high school to get him the number one spot. But I know he's a seven foot one guy that actually can guard, you know, one through five pretty much and can protect the rim. Uh, he's not as good of a rebounder as I want him to be, you know, him being, uh, you know, agile and things like that. I'm thinking he'd be climbing all over the glass, you know, getting every rebound, but you know, um, everybody's learning curve is a little bit differently. And, uh, hopefully, um, he's, he's making his strides on that. But I think, uh, you know, John put it in perspective, like, you know, that's not his journey. You know, he could be that, you know, someday, but as of right now, that's not his journey. And, some of the talk again around the team last couple of days has been, you remember Mark Williams as a freshman, you know, it took him a while to get used to the game physically, but by the end of the freshman year, end of the freshman year. Yes. Yeah. He was really good. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so lively is starting to get an idea about what he needs to do. Um, it's, it's time for him to kind of take that step, maybe, right. Maybe even like you said, be a better rebounder. Um, he should be, Let's face it, he should be getting 10 to, I mean, double figures rebounds per game. I, I mean, I agree. I agree. If he's not going to score, you know, 10 or 15 points or whatever, he better get four or five blocks and 10, 12 rebounds a game, right? No, I agree. I mean, uh, he can get eight to 10 points just by, you know, running the floor. He does that really well. So he can get that, but just by running the floor and guys kind of dumping the ball off of him or, you know, giving alley oops, you know, that's just being involved with the plays. You have to actually be a part of the actual offense to do that, you know, just being active. And I think uh, Mark kind of learned that as the end of the year of his freshman year was going on. Yep. And then all of a sudden they was looking for him. You know, he became that, that impact player where, oh, if I get caught up, I can throw it up to him and, you know, he can bail me out. Yeah. And that's something that uh, uh, Lively can do as well. So I'm hoping that, you know, that's something that he will take uh, in consideration or at least the coaching staff is telling him like, hey, we had the same situation with Mark, you know, a couple of years ago. And this is what happened to him. And then he took that from his end of his freshman year to his sophomore year, had a big breakout year, his sophomore year, and wound up being a lottery pick. Yeah, exactly right. And he's doing some good things for the Hornets. We've seen him already have a couple of double-doubles, and yeah, yeah. You know, he's getting that going. So uh, maybe that's going to be Lively's path, just a little differently getting there, but maybe he'll get there eventually. So um, we'll see uh, how it comes out against Georgia Tech on Saturday. Um, Sheldon, you going to be in the house? You could come to the game, you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be in the house. I'm gonna be in the house. So yeah, right here in my home city right now. So uh I'm waiting for them to um uh, come down. I didn't realize it was actually an afternoon game. Yeah, but I'm de I'm definitely gonna be there. So uh I got all right, be, man. I gotta support. Gotta support. We'll both be there. That'd be great. Um and then uh uh we'll have another episode uh 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 come out on Monday. Everybody has we're doing two episodes a week now as we get here at the as a stretch run. 
uh, of the regular season. So we'll, we'll break down the Georgia Tech game, our next episode, and we'll uh, look forward to the Wake Forest game on Tuesday night, which will be a big game. Hell, hell they're all going to be big at this point from this point yeah. forward. Yeah. Um, even Jeremy <laughs> Rush said yesterday, you know, Duke's, you know, usually does enough to be in the tournament by now. They've already done enough, I think, to you know, with the wins they have. But he said, he said, you know, we need to, we need to win these ACC games to get a good seed, and we we need to, we you know we can't just write yeah. in now, right? Yeah, yeah, you can't write in on the name of Duke and everything. You actually have to have uh, a good position because you don't want to sit here and be in a tough spot in your first game and be bounced out and everything. So we don't want that to happen. Uh, we had that happen. I want to say um, it was it was a couple of years after I graduated where it was like Lehigh and. Um, in yes. Mercer, Mer- yep. which was, which yes. was, I think they were actually back to back years. Actually, uh, I was twelve and fourteen. There was in well, between. Okay, year in between, but it was right so, close. Yeah, yes. close to with each other and everything. Yes. So hopefully, uh, you know, they take that in mind where you want to get have a good, you know, seating. So there's no surprises, and you actually know, you know, what you get into, and you right. want to let the rest of the year ask you during the March Madness time, like, what did you do? And after Georgia Tech, that's the stretch that's going to decide because it's Wake Forest, yeah. uh, Carolina. Miami, Virginia, mm-hmm. and we'll, you know, we have plenty of time to talk about that, but that's coming up after Georgia Tech. So first of all, Blue Devils got to get a win at Georgia Tech. That's what they're aiming for, and then will pick it up from there. So anyway, thanks, everybody, for joining us for this episode. We appreciate our listeners all the time. Appreciate our regular listeners always, and uh, Bet Online for sponsoring the uh, Believe a Duke podcast. Uh, that's it for this edition. Uh, thanks, everybody, and we'll join you uh, next time as we get ready to preview Wake Forest. All right. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.